On Thursday morning, the sky was blue again, and the sun was even warmer than before. We were out to the yard quickly, as we headed for the first bins of the day at Kelvin Grove Park. I could see there was something on Eric's mind. He was driving fast, and he never drove fast. As we sat at the traffic lights on Woodlands Road, he couldn't wait any longer. Hey, I've done it. It's all gone. What's all gone? The Library of Atmospheres. It's gone. Eric? Why? I I was here a whole life right there. It wasn't my life. I wasn't even alive. I know that now. It's bad enough keeping all that nonsense. All those atmospheres going stale and jars there. But it's even worse when you realise they, they never meant anything anyway. All those times when I thought, this is it. This is me. This is my life. Well, I've realised now, I wasn't even living at all. I knew on Monday. I'd never felt like that before. I'd never felt so alive. You can't miss something if you never had it. But now, I've had it. I know. And anyway, like like Malcolm said, those old atmospheres were going stale anyway. But Eric, of course you were alive. Those atmospheres were beautiful. You said so yourself. You can't just let them go like that. I can. They're already gone. I held my head in my hands. It was clear there was nothing else I could say. Eric had already jumped out of the van to empty the first bin. I could hear him throwing the full bin liner onto the back of the truck. The thought of it made me feel sick. He was smiling beatifically when he climbed back into the cab. What do you do with them? I, I threw them all out the window. Every one of them. Now that's what I call being alive. That was some feeling, Barry. I'll tell you that for nothing. You could have killed someone. There was no one there. I looked. I cleared it all up afterwards as well. That's the last time I'll recycle a past, I said to myself, when I was tipping it all into the bottle bank. That was quite funny, wasn't it? No. I don't know why I cared so much about his damn library of atmospheres. I'd never even seen it. Probably was just a load of old jam jars anyway. I wondered if he'd left the shelves there, all empty. I couldn't be bothered to ask, though. I let Eric do all the bins. He was so happy he didn't even seem to notice I wasn't doing anything. I can't believe you did that, Eric. Well, it's done now. Anyway, Malcolm said he wanted to see where I lived. I couldn't show him where all those old bits of the past past lying around, could I? He could have thought my life was as boring as all those people that watch television all their life. Or maybe I used to be boring. But I'm but I'm not anymore. I'm I'm gonna invite I'm gonna invite Malcolm round tonight and then you can see I'm not boring. I haven't got much to offer. I know but I, I can show him something real, something he might be interested in. I'm not much of a gardener myself, but there's some wild roses in the lane behind the flats and there's a nice tree at the bottom of the street. I don't even know what kind it is, but it's a nice one. I think I, I think Mike Mal- Malcolm you you like that. Malcolm never thought you were boring. He said you were a fascinating man. Well, he was just saying that, wasn't he? Compared to him, I can't be much, can I? I just empty dog bins and everyone thinks I'm stupid.
Mal- Malcolm looks after a ro- the garden of roses every day. I'll never be anything compared to that, but at least now I can say I'm alive. I know I can't offer much, but at least I'm alive. It's as if I can feel the tips of my fingers for the first time. I, I, it, it feels good, Barry. I'm glad, Eric. I, I'm glad you can feel your fingers. Well, I'm going to ask him anyway. I don't see why not. By now we were at the Botanic Gardens and we could see Malcolm in the distance, watering the roses. Eric was out of the van almost before he'd put the brakes on. I didn't have a chance to tell him he'd forgotten to take his peace with him. A man in love feels no hunger, as they say. I wished I could have taken some of his euphoria for myself, but I was finding it difficult to shake my mood or shake off my sadness for the library of atmospheres. I was happy for Eric, but it didn't make much difference. I tried to write some more of Ecstasy in Suburbia, but everything I tried to write just ended up with all the residents of the estate sat round in a circle, naked and looking melancholy. Finally, though, the door opened and Eric got back in. He, he, he's, he's coming. That's nice. Six o'clock tonight. We're going to have tea and biscuits. I'm going to eat some n- nice biscuits. What biscuits do you think you'd like? I don't know, Eric. Nice biscuit. What biscuits would you like if you were going for tea and biscuits? Mm, chocolate biscuits. Chocolate digestives. I'll get chocolate biscuits then, and maybe some others, in case he doesn't like the chocolate ones. He might not. Not everyone does. No. The rest of the day felt like a cartoon, and I cheered up a bit. As if we were in this cartoon van bouncing around, Eric with a big smile on his face in the driver's seat, and me in the other seat, trying not to laugh, and then sometimes trying not to cry. We raced round the bins in record time, we were in and out of the yard before the other teams got back. Foreman said he'd sign us out at half past four. Sometimes he was nice like that, but then sometimes he was a complete dickhead. I thanked him for being nice that day. Eric had been there too long to even notice the difference, though. Besides, there was only one person on his mind that night. <laughs>